Trending now. Trending now. Here's what's trending now in sports on the all-new 1320K Fan. Trending now on the all-new 1320K Fan NBA playoffs. One series wrapping up last night. It was Golden State beating Denver 92-88. Although Golden State did everything possible to blow an 18-point lead. In fact, in the final 8:33 of that game, Gunther, Golden State shot just 3 of 10, including two air balls, two blown layups. They had eight turnovers on four and four of those turnovers coming on inbounds plays. They couldn't even throw the ball in, but still, they had enough because of Steph Curry's 22 points, eight assists, and Bogut having a career-high playoff highs of 14 points and 21 rebounds to get it done. Steph Curry is getting a lot of love today. He played pert near the entire game. He deserves a lot of credit. Balling. I don't know that Steph Curry was the reason that Golden State won last night, though. I think a lot of that credit should go to David Lee. A well, guy, it came in for 86 seconds or 87 yeah, I mean, seconds. A little yeah. over a minute, but David Lee has a torn hip flexor, which is like the muscle that attaches your legs to your upper torso. It's like a very important aspect of human anatomy. It must have been incredibly painful for David Lee to go out there and do that. And I believe he did have one rebound. He did have a rebound. He got a, a rebound. Shot. Yeah, but he did get a rebound. You're With right. a torn hip flexor, the crowd was going nuts. It, it made George Carl call a timeout. I think that's I, I, also the fans up there in Golden State deserve a lot of credit. That was a rabid home crowd environment. They got past Denver, even though early on Denver looked like the better team. I don't think Steph Curry and Golden State have what it takes to get past San Antonio. I but don't either. I tell you, Mark Jackson's a guy that I, I'm really falling in love with as a coach. I I guess he had a an odd post game press conference last night. I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah, the interview that he but had after the game. Just his motivational techniques that he uses with his players during the game. Is obviously working. It's obviously getting through with these guys, and you know he's he's even gone as far as to challenge the overall manhood and morals of Denver and George Carl, their coach. He's questioned George Carl several times about his inappropriate strategies to take out Steph Curry. Iguodala had twenty four for Denver in the loss. Golden State wins that series four games to two. Now, also last night, Nets topped the Bulls in Chicago ninety five ninety two. Darren Williams seventy points, eleven assists. Brooke Lopez, Joe Johnson each had 17 as well. Bulls, though, really a decimated team. Heinrich was out with a bruised calf. He had Dengon with a flu. Uh, Robinson, A. Robinson was throwing up on the uh, sideline. He ended up with 18 points still. He had Bellinelli at 22 points, but it took him 21 shots to get there. And Boozer, really the only guy that was healthy, had 14 points and 13 rebounds and didn't really get touched the ball much in the fourth quarter. That's pretty Standard operating procedure for Chicago to not let Carlos Boozer touch the ball in the fourth quarter. They try to keep Carlos Boozer's involvement <laughs> to an all-time low in the second half, if possible. He had a very typical Carlos Boozer performance there in the third quarter. He had about a five-minute run where he picked up two fouls, had a turnover, and spent the entire time screaming and yelling. <laughs> and I say that because, I, Kevin, I watch all these NBA games the same way, the same volume level on the same TV, and I can hear the balls between Boozer and Joe Kim Noah talking. You asked yesterday what I noticed when I watch other teams in the postseason. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I hear guys talking. I hear LeBron talking to Dwayne Wade. I hear Kevin Garnett. Now, he's constantly yelling and screaming, but he's he's talking out there. I, I heard Joe Kim Noah. He was talking to Taj Gibson when he rotated in the game. They were talking about their rotations. Boozer was basically yelling and screaming for other people to get his man for him so <laughs> Boozer could just sit still. But the point is they're talking. And I don't hear no talking going on with the Jazz, although maybe there's you know a different sound crew on Root Sports or something. Because I don't watch other NBA teams on Root Sports. I guess that would be yeah. the other X factor in this equation. But I know it's a lot more communication going on out there, aside from the fact that D. Will was just having his way again. 
being guarded by Nate Robinson, who's uh, literally eight inches shorter than Darren Williams. Tonight, you got four games, all game sixes. Knicks at Boston with New York up 3-2. Boston knows one two in a row. They're going to try to force a game seven. Again, no team has ever started a series 3-0 and have come back to one to win, so we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. Uh, in Boston, though, and you would think it'd be a, a pretty fired-up crowd after the Knicks, what they were pulling the last game, and uh, I'd have to think Boston has a good shot to, to at least force a Game 7. Yeah, apparently Stephen A. Smith has said that he's going to defame the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony for weeks and weeks to come if the Knicks are the first team in NBA history to flush away a 3-0 series lead. You know, Carmelo's reputation is already fractured. I mean, look at the success Denver's had without Carmelo. Look at the issues the Knicks have had with Melo. Yeah, he's the scoring champion of the NBA. But if they lose this series to a down Celtics team without Rajon Rondo, I mean, Carmelo Anthony's going to be like the most hated man in New York. Yeah, that game's going to be on ESPN, by the way. And Indiana uh, taking on the Hawks in Game 6. That game will be on ESPN, too. They got, hey! they got off the NBA channel for a change. So I'll uh, get to see one game of the series. Yes, if, if you would like, because that game's going to be on at the same time, though, as the Knicks and the Celtics. Well, the, the reason that we're joking about this series <laughs> being awful is because it really is. Yeah, and. It is. Obviously, Kevin and I have watched parts of these games, but that is fertilizing. the reason the Pacers and Hawks are on NBA TV every night is because the home team has won every game in this series by an average of, what, like 15 points? 17.4. 17? Yeah, that's pretty pretty nasty. So tonight's game six, as we have all game sixes tonight, where is the game tonight? In, Indi- or in Atlanta, I'm sorry. It's in Atlanta, so that the Hawks are going to yeah. win and we're going to go to game seven. I think you are correct. There it is. OKC at Houston, I'm looking forward to this one. OKC leading the series. Three games to two, but Houston's won two in a row, and they're playing in Houston. Durant, he's averaged 37 the last two games, but they have lost the last two games. That is correct. Durant is averaging nearly 40 points a game without Russell Westbrook on the floor. Yeah, they've lost, but isn't this after Kevin Durant said after game two that this was his city? He was, or I guess it was after it was in game three. They were down there in Houston. He said, this is my city in game three. They didn't have yeah. a lot of success, though, in that city. No. Not at all, actually. So Durant might want to change cities. <laughs> at the same time as the Thunder and Rockets on ESPN, you're going to have Clippers-Grizzlies on ESPN, too. This is tough. To p- which game to pick between these two? Because Clippers at Memphis. Memphis is up 3-2, and they're trying to look to close it out at home. A year ago, the Clippers got the best of Memphis. But Memphis, another team benefiting without a guy in Rudy Gay, who was a high-volume shooter. Now, I've just given you a couple examples. Memphis and Denver of teams getting better when they get rid of their high-volume shooters. And I'm going to bring it full circle now to a Jazz topic. And I, for one, am pretty intrigued to see what would happen to this Utah Jazz team if they got rid of their high-volume shooter, Jeff Alperson, who averaged, what, 18 shots a night? Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you give every other starter three extra shots. You know, what What happened when Al Jefferson came out of the lineup, which didn't happen very often. Al's a pretty tough guy, plays most nights. You see huge statistical increases for Favors, for Cantor, and Millsap. Because these guys are in the NBA for a reason. They can score, but they can't if Jefferson takes 18 shots. My defense sucks. And so just like Rudy Gay, you know, he obviously was a 6'9 dynamic athletic player for Memphis. He didn't help them advance in the postseason. Now without Rudy Gay, they're about to get yeah. past that layer. At least it looks like it with the size inside of Zebo. Look at Denver. They haven't skipped a beat without Melo's 20 shots a night. Just open your mind to the possibility the Jazz might be better without Al Jefferson sucking up 20 shots a night. I, mean, I love I love the city of Utah. <laughs> Trending now. Uh, MVP LeBron James expected to be named MVP on Sunday for the second straight year. He's won four of the last five as well as MVP. 
he joins so. only a couple of people to win that award, and that way is one of one of them is Bill Russell, uh, is in four MVPs in five years. LeBron really should have won five in a row. Yeah, if you think about the year he didn't win it, that was D Rose's year. That was the first year LeBron was in Miami, and for some reason he was a hated player because he didn't feel like playing next to Antoine Jameson anymore in Cleveland, and so the. the the general NBA fan wouldn't allow LeBron to win that MVP, but we're talking about a guy who's won five straight MVPs. He's going to join Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, of course, uh, Lou Alcindor, and Will Chamberlain, of uh, guys who have won at least four MVPs. Are you a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guy or a Lou Alcindor guy? Um, I just remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guy, so I don't remember him very well when he was Lou Alcindor. I always got confused because UCLA had a great running back. What, like 99 or 2000? Yeah, His name was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Same so name. I had to make sure if I was talking about the basketball player, I went with Lou Alcindor. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> just to clarify, because I did a, had a lot of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar debates with UCLA fans. <laughs> Jared Jack uh, rejected Warriors' attempts to extend his contract, so he's looking towards free agency. By the way, that could be a potential jazz target, so keep an eye on that one. One that we certainly will. Reminds me a lot of the acquisition of Randy Foy this past offseason. A guy, Jared Jack, that could certainly come in and help the jazz. He may have a great year offensively or defensively. He may not, but a, a guy that I think fits within what the Jazz are trying to do and a guy who's benefited a lot from Monte Ellis skipping town a couple of years ago and a guy who at times has really helped Golden State this postseason. And finally, RSL on the field tomorrow taking on Vancouver. It's going to be difficult, you know, without uh, Alvaro Saborio. You know, he's been banged up. RSL's having a difficult time putting balls in the net without Sabo. You know, he's been their leading scorer. He was the third leading scorer in all of MLS a year ago, Kev, but of course you know that. Yes, thank you. But thank you for bringing that up. And that's trending now on the all-new 1320K, man. Gunther and Graham are talking Utah Jazz basketball right now on the all-new 1320K fan. All right, Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320K fan. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a good one. Oh, man, my right scapula is a little sore, Kev. Made my softball debut last night. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Had a buddy go down, needed to fill in. I was phenomenal. You know, I was seeing a lot of pitches last night. Really... (laughs) Really trying to get a feel for the game, trying to slow wear out. Slow pitch, right? Slow yeah. pitch. Okay. Well, yeah, but I was really trying to get a feel for what the other team was bringing, wear down their bullpen. Yeah, that's good. Just trying to play smart baseball, Kevin, trying to you know Softball, find the yeah. gaps and be a heads-up base runner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's good. What position did they put you in? I was in right field. Oh, right field, They said okay. they wanted to maximize my athleticism because they figured I'd get a lot of left-hand action. <laughs> my man. Yeah, because, Kev, there right were field. two left-handers on the other team. Big, oh, okay, burly gotcha, guys, yeah. Kev. I mean, they looked like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, but they were lefties. So I had to lock down right <laughs> uh, field. So two, two two players that they wanted you to concentrate on by putting you out in right field. That's impressive. Gunther. And it was those two players that almost <laughs> led to the win, you know, because we got we got the focus. Did you guys win though? No, well, no, no we, you didn't win. We didn't oh, okay, win. okay, you you didn't win. But okay. listen, I'm not one to question our coach's strategy. I'm not oh, one here to, we go. No, I don't question the managers. <laughs> Look at this. My skipper put me out there in right field. I went out there in right field. Any errors? Or all, uh, how many put outs to error ratio did you have? Are you asking me if I put out last night, Kevin? <laughs> no, I'm asking you. Out every night. Any outs? How many? Oh, how many, how many did, outs? Yeah, did you, did you catch some fly balls? I, I got to be honest, I don't have the box score in front of me. Okay. I don't have the box score in front of me. All right, good. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations, dude, on, on, on your debut, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Had to throw a few bros out from right field. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? That. There was a lot of action at home plate. <laughs> I could only, I could only imagine, Ooh. my friend. I could only imagine. Uh, got their grandma, the all new thirteen twenty K fan. So 
Here's what we've done with the help of uh, Benderson, who's his self-proclaimed NBA guy here at uh, at the uh, studios here at 1320K Fan. He's a statistical guru. I asked I asked Benderson today because you know we have this crack research team. I said, Benderson, will you will you tell me and go through and 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 look at the teams that are currently in the Western Conference and and see what themes we have on the standpoint of of younger players possibly or how these teams were built that have got them in the playoffs right now. And here's what we've what we found out, Gunther. We have found that four teams essentially tanked to be able to get high picks in the lottery. Those four teams are Oklahoma City. They did it twice to get Durant and Westbrook. The Spurs, it's been a long time, but they did it when they got Tim Duncan. The Clippers, when they were able to get Blake Griffin. And Golden State, to get Steph Curry. And they tanked last year, as you you saw. To get get Harrison Barnes a year ago. So four teams out of the eight essentially tanked to be able to get these marquee players that they now have, many of them being younger players, that have gotten them in the playoffs. Now, two teams traded veteran players to rebuild. Those two teams would be the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, remember, they had Pau Gasol. They traded him. They got Marc Gasol, who's now in his fifth year. Uh, they were able to also get Mike Conley you yeah. know, with the fourth overall pick. So they were able to, to build. You know, Basically, it's kind of a tank when you trade your best player away. Houston being the other as well, trading away some of their better players. You know, um, and then you know they were able to build with younger players who now they have, by the way, 12 of 15 players on the roster have been in the league three years or less. Now, two of these teams did not tank that are in the playoffs, the final two. Denver. Now, what they did do is they traded Nene to make room for Fareed. So they did do that. Uh, they, they you know, it was a 22 Mello. overall pick. They, they picked up a, yeah. a lot of pieces in the Mellow trade. They did. but Gallinari, Chandler... True, but they don't have a superstar out of that. All the other teams we've mentioned, for the most part, have guys that are developing into superstars or are superstars. You look at Denver, they have no superstars in what happened. They just got beat in the first round, and now they've been bouncing the first round of the playoffs nine of the last ten years. Who got, the, who got better players for their superstar, Denver, when they traded away Mello, or the Jazz when they traded away D-Will? I would say... Well, let's see. Iguodala is part of the um, Denver trade. They may not be able to keep him, by the way. Um, no, they, they got Wilson Chandler. They Bynum. Got... They traded Bynum. They didn't get Bynum. No, Bynum went to Philly. So. It comes down to Wilson Chandler. Oh, Iguodala was Bynum trade. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, so then you have the Lakers as the final team, by the way, and they're old. And you saw what happened to them. They were swept in the first round. So essentially, if you look at it, every team except the Lakers have played or started younger players within their first three years, played significant minutes, or have started players in their first three years. So again, as we surmise this all together and relate it back to here in the lovely state that we live in, the Jazz, in my opinion, have set their own selves back by not following what clearly is the formula in the Western Conference, and that is to be bad. And because the Jazz continue with the mediocre standard that they have from a standpoint, and, and it's not me, but it's they want to make the playoffs every year. By doing that, they have held themselves back, and now they are not in the playoffs because of it. And now what's going to happen is next year they're finally going to go young, we think, and then finally we can start moving forward. Because let's face it, Gunther, in the post-Stockton Malone years, what was the one star player the Jazz were able to attain? They will. And how did they attain him? The they were bad. They were in the sixth pick. They actually got screwed in the lottery that year. And to Kevin O'Connor's credit, he made a move up to three. You could argue whether he picked the right point guard. Some still think Chris Paul would have been the guy to go after. But nonetheless, they got a star player. Now, they couldn't hold on to that star, and they made the trade to try to attain. They're going a different route by attaining number three overall draft picks and Canner in favors. 
But again, what's the mistake the Jazz have made the last three years since they've had them? Well, you They're say not playing them. You say it's a mistake. It's a mistake from the base of way to build to become a perennial playoff team with a future. I mean, you, you mentioned well, so the, one of the trending yeah, nows. The Jazz have been a perennial playoff team. And so they're, they're two of the decision, last three years they've missed the playoffs. Over the well, listen, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, I listen. I've been there. We've watched every one of these games. I ain't disagreeing with you here. I'm. Yep. I'm trying to figure out what what the issue is here. You know, over the last ten years since John Stockton, since Carl Malone have left town. You pointed out the acquisition of Darren Williams, but you know, what could the Jazz have done, and what should they have done? Uh, what should they have done is that even yeah, English? That's fine. Uh, I, because you know we they are trying to make the postseason every year. That's that's clearly important to them. It's clearly important to our local basketball culture. Being a playoff team, that's obviously been part of the game plan. So the Jazz have attempted to be playoff relevant, but also build their team. You know, they threw a big contract at AK. They gave Mehmet Kerr some money. I mean, they, they threw a bunch of money at Carlos Boozer. The Jazz have certainly tried to do it all at once. You know, to rebuild from John and Carl while building their talent and still being playoff relevant. The question is, is that the long-term plan? For the next 10 years, are the Jazz still going to try to be playoff relevant and develop their young guys and then try to also build with the draft that way? The difference is, is a difference, in my opinion, to be playoff relevant and what they also say is they want to build a championship caliber team. There's a difference. Like you mentioned, AK and, and O'Kerr, those are Band-Aids. Those guys aren't going to bring you a title. Yeah, so, 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 the, so that's what they've done the last 10 years. Will they do it another 10? Go after guys like AK. Go after guys like Boozer in free agency, Al Jefferson, Marvin Williams. Are, is this what the Jazz will continue to do, or will they finally do what Dennis Lindsay has at least threatened to do, and that is essentially develop, which is a key word for rebuilding, which is a key word for, yeah, you you may only be a 10- or 15-win team at the midway point of the season, and if that's what it takes, that may be what it takes, and you better hope that's a good year for the draft, but what happens if, if that takes place for three straight years, and all of a sudden you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the, the fear is that nobody's watching jazz games if that continues for three more years. Well, that's the pressure that comes down in the organization to make the right picks. But but it's clear to me, as you look at the way these teams have built, and, and I know tanking isn't in the language for the Utah Jazz, but in a lot of ways they're holding themselves back by not going that direction because they're not going to attain a superstar through free agency. It's just not going to happen. But they do have that opportunity to possibly get a franchise-changing type player, and they can do it through the lottery. Now... Here's the other problem they've had, though, Gunther, is they're not playing the franchise-quality players. I mean, they had Canner, and they still do have Canner and Favors, and it's taking them three years well, to insert them into the starting lineup to actually get playing time, if they, would have if played, they even do. If they would have played the young guys, they wouldn't have made the playoffs the last three exactly. years. Exactly, but think how good that could have been. They could have fast-forwarded they their way. They did make the playoffs the last three years. <laughs> That's that? the thing. Yeah, they, two of the three, they haven't. So, to so, me... So, yeah, why didn't they play the young guys then? They said because they wanted to make the playoffs. Well, they haven't made it two of the last three years. Exactly. They're not attaining. They tried to appease so we, so everybody. Yeah. Bottom line the, the is... franchise that, did, yeah. The, well, Kevin, we're all part of this. We're all members <laughs> of Jazz not, Nation. I, I'm, I'm not paid by him, but you aren't either. But I know you're a member of... And it's your fan of the team, well, but listen, I'm I, not. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not really a fan of any NBA teams anymore. But, but I know what you're saying. For the community, you want your team to play well. We hope that the local yeah, so teams we play well. we were told the last three years that we can't develop the young guys because we won't make the postseason. Well, we didn't develop the young guys, and we're not in the postseason. Yeah. So what have we learned? We've learned... That I don't want for the next 10 years to see the Jazz to continue to go after Band-Aids. Andre Karolinkos, guys like Carlos Boozer, 
I know every situation is different contractually and draft wise. You know, but if you are going to offer a big time contract to a guy, we'd like to see it pay off. It hasn't paid off for the most part for Jazz fans, and that's why I think you're going to see Dennis Lindsay go forward with a much different strategy. No, no more of these kind of D-list free agents to come in and kind of wedge the gap so the Jazz can still make the postseason and still kind of be relevant. I think Dennis Lindsay is going to take this thing over and show the Jazz how it's really done, find a player like Harrison Barnes in next year's draft, and find another player in the Elka Gordon Hayward. Next thing you know, you got five or six guys you can count on. You go out and get a guy like uh, Tayshaun Prince, who's balling for Memphis, a guy who the Jazz have been looking at for years, absolutely playing defense, not going to make an all-star team, but playing great defense, coming off the bench, hitting threes when you need to. A guy like Jamal Crawford in a couple years when he's a little cheaper. You know that. <laughs> That's the guy the Jazz should go after. And to, to add to this young core, the, the young nucleus of talent that the Jazz have built while Kevin O'Connor's been in control, now it's obvious Dennis Lindsay's going to take over. I, I think he will continue to do that. I didn't think the question into the fan base, and 88528-Keyword-K-Fan, 88528-Keyword-K-Fan. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter as well, at Gunther K-Fan. You can hit me up at Kevin Graham K-Fan or the show, Gunther underscore Graham. Can you handle a tanked year next year? Uh, I mean, because if you roll out the younger players that haven't really gotten the proper playing time in the last three years, and we talked to Bill Orm about this uh, as a guest, uh, I believe, the other day uh, from the Salt Lake Tribune, and he brought it up, too. He doesn't know if fans can accept the fact of a team that only have 15 wins at midseason or finish with 30, 35 wins or whatever it turns out to be. I want the fan base. I, I, I want to hear it because the reality is, yeah, it's going to suck watching this team lose a lot of games over the next year, maybe the two years. But your hope is is that the benefit is that you can finally go into that lottery and you can get yourself some game-changing, franchise-changing players well, to go along with some younger players you think are going to develop to be good, too. If you don't want to root for a team that's only got 10 or 15 wins by February, then what's your alternative? Your alternative is to continue to have the Jazz go after guys like they did where Devin Harris and Mo Williams and Marvin Williams are going to try to fight to get the Jazz into the eighth spot. And two years ago, they made the eighth spot. They got embarrassed by the Spurs. This year they didn't make the eighth spot, but that's your other alternative. It's either tank and try to go the way of Golden State or Oklahoma City or continue to do what the Jazz have done since John and Carl left, and that is find free agents who are good enough to get the Jazz into the playoffs. And, you know, that could be more guys like Al Jefferson, but the Jazz only really have two options. They don't, like you mentioned, they can't go after free agents, so they can only do what they've been doing, which is kind of flounder in irrelevancy right on the cusp of being a playoff team or completely tank. If Jazz fans don't want their team to tank, then get ready to watch your team lose to Atlanta in February and have, look back and see what that's going to cost you later on. Look, you know, Get ready to watch your team lose three games in a row on a Texas road trip because you got carefree, lackadaisical free agents that are just trying to get paid. That's that's what the future holds if you keep going down this road. Yeah, sometimes you got to go rock bottom before you can get your way back up. And uh, and the Jazz have not been rock bottom. They've just been mediocre. Yeah, they refuse to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And so they've been very relevant and very profitable financially. Yeah, the, the, the Jazz probably feel like their fan base isn't willing to put up with two or three years of rock bottom. Because what if it takes two full seasons? You know, I, I don't know where, where the Jazz fans are going to go. They're not going to become... Denver Nugget fans or something. No. Coming up next, we got What Up With That? We look at those items in the sports world, including a uh, Chicago sportscaster who she got herself fired for a mishap uh, during a broadcast. You'll be able to hear that, uh, among several other stories as well. What Up With That? Straight ahead. It's Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320 KFM. Open. Airing of grievances. 
It's time for Gunther and Graham's What Up With That. He said, she said, we said, he said, what up with that? What up with that? Yes, All right, it is time for the segment that we do every single day at this time where we uh, look at those items of the sports world. Sometimes we may not connect to the sports world. Shake our heads and say... It's brought to you by Precision Gaming and Gadget Repair, the local company with the technicians and the equipment to fix your electronic device, whether it's a handheld video game system or an iPhone or an iPad, a droid, a laptop, uh, I don't know, like a... Video camera, if you still have one of those, yes, a droid will. That is also a possibility. I had a listener actually email me and request the droid drop from uh, from Will Smith. Yeah, it's, it's a popular drop, apparently, in our program. Well, yeah. I, will, you do a great job with most of your drops. I, I like the droid drop. Yeah, he actually requested a couple others, too. Apparently, he must be a big Will fan, because the drops were very intriguing Oh, to him. so, Will, was you it my mom? paid your no, cousin to email the show? Is that what you did? <laughs> it wasn't your mom, no. It was some dude. I think. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Well, Anyways. if you're like Will and you use your phone to call your mom at night to have her email where you work so that she can give you compliments, then call Precision Gaming and Gadget Repair. They'll fix your phone. 801-747-0070. All right, let's take you back to the other night. There's a woman named Susanna Collins. She works for CSN Chicago. It's a sports TV channel. Uh, and she's doing a report from uh, outside the Blackhawks locker room. And here is how uh, the report went down. Let's send it downstairs to Susanna Collins, who's outside the Blackhawks dressing room. Good evening, Susanna. Hey, Pat. Well, the second season starts tonight, and this Blackhawks team is ready. All season long, they have been saying that this is the season that matters. And despite the fact that they've had such a tremendous amount of sex during the re- during of success during the re- regular season, uh, clinching the President's Trophy, they've had such a tremendous amount of sex. So, so she instead of success, she accidentally said They've had sex. Such a tremendous amount of sex. And okay. then she, and then she, you know, caught herself and yeah. said, "Well, she got fired today." Uh, apparently, she got fired for that. Yeah. Well, there might be more because then you dig into the story a little bit. Apparently, she used to co-host a show uh, called Sports Nuts uh, that used to just come out on YouTube. Her and another woman. And uh, and let's just say she maybe pushed the boundaries of uh, of sports in those uh, videos uh, where there were some sexually explicit reports that she would do, plus potentially offensive, maybe racial stereotypes that were part of these videos as well. What do you mean potentially sexually explicit reports? Well, it, it was a pretty. It, it was you know, it was one of those things on internet you'd find, and I thought it was actually well, like kind of funny. Or she yeah, verbally dress- they oh. would ask appropriate questions of people. They would. Uh, the one 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 video I saw today, uh, they would uh, they were reading out the Daryl Dawkins book, which was very explicit apparently, and uh, and uh, and yeah, and so apparently when they must she must have got hired, they didn't know these videos were out there, didn't do anything about it, and obviously they were looking for an excuse to get rid of her. So as soon as she You're dropped, fired. as soon as she dropped the whole uh, you know sex and set of success they thing, they had such a tremendous amount of sex. They fired her. So maybe they should do a little more research before hiring her if she was doing stuff. Yeah, I think there could be something going on there, too. You can't fire someone for stuttering. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a small mistake. Yeah, it it makes you wonder if they had the So what was the problem? We we can't have women talking about sex Uh, Apparently in YouTube videos or something like that, if you want to be a serious sportscaster. So there's a woman who's using her right to free speech on the Internet. We can't allow that. No, apparently not. We can't have her talking about sex. Well, I don't know. She did get hired, even though those videos were out there already. It's just now they're kind of insinuating that maybe they, like I said, they were looking for a reason to can her because of what they found uh, that she used to do, apparently. Mm. So there you go. But if it's just for the stumble, even though they claim it isn't, that's pretty ridiculous because, you know what, 
It's kind of a tame thing. And she caught herself quickly. They've had such a tremendous amount of sex. <laughs> Obviously, Wool's infatuated with the, uh, with the, with the problem. But in this country where women, they, like, they can't talk about that stuff. Where men, even men, they freak out. They don't know how to handle it. Still, it's 2013. They don't know how to handle it. <laughs> oh, what do you got today? Well, let's get to a more appropriate story, and let's get to the biggest ball scuffing and ball moisture story that story that we've seen in years, maybe, Kevin, with Clay mm-hmm. Buckholtz in Boston being accused of doctoring his baseballs. I watched a five-minute tutorial from Kurt Schilling this morning on exactly how and when to scuff your baseballs, exactly what it does when you get a ball wet versus when you scuff it versus when you... I guess put Vaseline on the ball. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. This story's been all over the place. Uh, the I guess the the play-by-play guy for the Toronto Blue Jays noticed some odd behavior from Clay Buckholtz. Took to Twitter to say that Buckholtz was cheating by using some sort of Vaseline product or some sort of a, a, a foreign substance on his left forearm. Now there's the discussion of you know is this happening to every team in baseball and that. The guys in the game are not talking about it. It's just the guys that no longer play are talking about it. And I found this topic to be fascinating because there's apparently a gray area in baseball where you're allowed to put water all over the place. Clay Buckholds is allowed to dump his head with water and his Mm -hmm. hair is soaking wet. He's allowed to talk about putting water all over his pants so he can moisten up his fingers. He's allowed to rub rosin all over his arms and legs if he wants, but he can't use pine tar. He can't use Mm -hmm. Vaseline. He can't use stickum. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't use a piece of sandpaper to even make one scuff on the side of a baseball <laughs> oh, no. because if one side of the baseball is scuffed, you can get the ball to move that way easier. Yeah, yeah. You've done a lot of research on this today, by the way. This has been going on for years. Pitchers have cheated for years and years and years. And I know it kind of got, like you said, it's gotten quiet of late, and now suddenly it's popping back up again. You can't tape any sort of sandpaper to your fingertip. Yeah. Do you use that to scuff the baseball? Well, you should. Well, I mean, that, isn't that obvious? So you can't bring out like power tools and, and sandpaper to the mound. <laughs> Yesterday there was apparently an issue. Uh, I don't know who the Pirates were playing, but I was watching a highlight where uh, AJ Burnett, former Yankees pitcher, threw a ball in the dirt, and the catcher tried to make a play. That the there was a base runner on first base who was trying to steal second, and the catcher was clearly trying to throw the guy out at second. But AJ Burnett reached his big long arm up and grabbed the ball out of the air like he didn't know there was a play being made at second. Now the umpire stopped the game and immediately took the ball away from A.J. Burnett, but the thought is that he wanted to throw a scuffed ball for the next pitch. Now, obviously, this has been going on for a long time, but high-definition television has not been around for a long time. And now the big debate going on in baseball is whether or not Clay Buckholz is cheating. A lot of guys have defended him. A lot of guys have said it's clear there's video evidence where you can see there's a spot on his left forearm that's hella greasy. His right forearm is not greasy. There's a stain on the left T-shirt from Clay Buckholtz that's not caused by sweat because there's no stain on the right T-shirt. The bottom line is, Kevin, we got ourselves an old-fashioned ball-greasing scandal. Buckholtz has smothered himself with Vaseline. Apparently, there's something that guys do, the combination of moisture, resin, and some sort of a new substance, like... In, in the NFL, they're allegedly using synthetic human growth hormone. Mm-hmm. In baseball, they're apparently using synthetic stickum. And that's why you see Clay Buckholz. He's adjusting his jock. He's grabbing his hair. He's touching his pants. He's spitting on his hands. They're trying to discourage players from using moisture from their mouths directly on their hands. Yeah, it but, used to be called the old spitball. Yeah. Was it Gaylord Perry that made that yeah, famous? Yeah, Gaylord Perry yeah. made that famous. Yeah. I remember that. Gaylord Perry made the uh, the old spitball very famous. That is correct. 
Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so there, there are a number of things that are being discussed right now in baseball. And I, I guess there's kind of a culture going on, like you mentioned, of baseball defending this. What do you think? Is Buckholtz cheating? Yeah. I mean, if it states in the rules you can't have any kind of Vaseline or something as you're trying to throw the baseball, then, yeah, I think he's cheating. I mean, his rules are rules. It's been going, man, it's gone. It's such a baseball tradition, though. I mean, people well, you say been doing rules are rules, years. but when was the last time you did the speed limit? Well, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, athletes are going to cheat. I mean, they're going to try to cheat. They always get that advantage. We've talked about that over and over. That's why the steroids and the growth hormones and everything else is going on. Um yeah, I mean it's cheating. I mean, I, I guess you, you try it. Here's the here's the deal. You get caught, you're gonna you're gonna face the penalties. He's gonna get suspended for multiple games. He's gonna lose a lot of money because of it. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But I'm I'm curious that no more pitchers aren't getting caught though. Like that's what you I'm said, saying. It, why I mean, are you allowed to use resin, water, mm, you know, moisture to manipulate no the ball, but not, not Vaseline? Sure. I'm not sure on that one. Well, Vaseline, I, I what's it do? Makes the the ball moves in weird directions or something. I don't know. Uh, again, this should was, knuckleballs be outlawed? Because doesn't that ball like move all over the place when when you got the knucklers out there? Well, there is only one knuckleballer right now, and that's R.A. Dickey. Yeah, yeah. Used to be more than that, but you're right. Yeah, he used to be the, all over uh, the, the place. The 50 year old, uh, 51 year old was going to come back and do it this year. He's not back. Uh, yeah, Wakefield. Tim Wakefield. R.A. Yeah. Dickey broke a nail at the beginning of the season for the Mets and gave up like four homers in a game. <laughs> that's right. You have to have your nails at a specific length. So what if yeah. MLB decided to cut back on R.A. Dickey's nails? And he couldn't throw the knuckleball. Yeah, he wouldn't be in the league, actually, at that point, because that's all he could throw. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's interesting. What's up with that? What do you think? Do you think, are you good with pitchers trying to cheat and do what they need to do? I don't see cheating going on. You don't think it's cheating? I don't think it's, well, Clay Buckholt, what's he doing? Well, if, if he's, he's allowed if, to touch his hair, which his hair is soaking wet, he's walk, rocking this disgusting mop, he's allowed to touch his hair, he's allowed to then use his wet hand to grab a rosin bag, he's even allowed to touch that rosin bag to his left forearm and then use his right to his index and his middle fingers to adjust the moisture density on his fingers, but he's not allowed to have Vaseline on there? Yeah, there, there, I don't the get rules. it. I don't get yeah. the difference. So I, 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 don't, I don't see the cheating. Well, well, I, but, but if they if they, <laughs> if they just look, like have rules that say Vaseline or whatever that you can't have that, then pitchers going to be bringing out like everything to the mound. I mean, they're well, going to they be dripping with like... Strikeouts like, <laughs> have gone up each of the last seven seasons. This has been going on. Well, part this of it too... the pitchers. Part of it too is that as, uh, baseball players aren't as much on the juice like they used to be either. It could be that. <laughs> there's so. this new theory going on where you know pitchers... Or batters are trying to get deeper into pitch counts. They're trying to face you know, more guys in the bullpen. They're trying to wear out other teams' bullpens. Yeah, it hasn't led to strikeouts going down though. But again, I, apparently baseball allows a number of different things. Jose Valverde got in trouble a year ago in Detroit because he was clearly spitting into his glove. Yeah, but why can't you just? Why is, are you allowed to wipe moisture off the back of your neck and touch the baseball, but you can't spit on the baseball? It's yeah, a great question. I don't know. So I don't. How is one cheating and one's not? It's obvious that baseball is allowing this to go on. So I'm not going to call Clay Buckholtz a cheater. It's obvious baseball uh, has had this issue. It's obvious that pitchers are trying to get a, a firm grip on the baseball. There were two guys in the MLB network that were talking about when they were a pitcher. They justified it by saying that they, they felt like they were getting a better grip on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to throw a ball with movement at 98. If you can do it, it's not because there's moisture on the baseball. It's because you're very talented. That, that's my point. I don't get the difference. I don't see it as cheating. Uh, uh, this segment brought to you by Precision Gaming and Gadget Repair. They have three locations, Layton, Murray, and Orem. They can fix your iPhone and your iPad while you wait. Droid. They can fix your droid while you wait. <laughs> They'll take no more than a day to fix your Xbox 360. 
You can give them a call. If you mention Gunther and Graham, they'll take care of you. 801-747-0070. Hey, Gunther, let it begin. The Ziggy marketing machine is underway in Detroit. We'll, yeah, but we'll explain. Does he use moisture on the football before he plays? <laughs> he does, it, does he even touch the football, Is Ziggy allowed though? to lick his fingers before he rushes the quarterback? <laughs> I think he might hmm, be able to. But Stickum's not legal anymore. In the, I remember using Stickum, well, you know, back when I was a kid playing football. But did you have Stickum when, when, you, when you were in high school? Were they allowing that still? Or I didn't no? play high school baseball, and when I played— Football, I'm talking about. Remember Stickum, well, like quarterbacks and receivers— Used to use stick them all the time back I, in the day. I guess we could have. I don't think yeah. anybody would have checked for it. I don't know where you would have mm-hmm. gotten stick them. <laughs> it's a spray can, they man. They spray it? It? No, they would spray it on you. They yeah, would I stick them. Remember, like in the hands would just, yeah, yeah, the good times. I had, uh, I caught 17 of the 18 balls thrown to me as a sophomore without stick them, <laughs> oh, Kevin. Really? So Very I didn't really impressive. need, I didn't really need stick them. <laughs> Coming up next. Dude's balling. Yes, the Ziggy marketing <laughs> machine is uh, accidentally underway in Detroit. We'll explain next football 50. It's Gunther and Graham on the all new 1320 K fam. Good, but now, 13. Because you can talk football 24 7, 365 days a year. It's football at 50. Football at 50 on Gunther and Graham. All right, Gunther and Graham on the all new 1320K fan. Happy Friday. We give you football at 50, 50 past every hour, guaranteed here on the football station. The all new 1320K fan. Well, the Ziggy marketing machine is underway, Gunther. In a, in, a, in a kind of a way, this was actually tweeted out by Bronco Mendenhall, uh, who uh, you know is on Twitter now. I can't remember his Twitter handle. It's not Bronco it's Mendenhall. At BYU underscore football. There you go. I'm looking Bronco at it right Mendenhall. now. There you go. Now remember, he tweeted now, out a picture of his uh, Timpanogos Harley Bronco Rumble. Yeah, going what is on. it? Did he have a date on that? I might actually join him on that if I can get my Harley up here, man. I'll, I'll ride up next. <laughs> I can see. I'll just ride up the side of Bronco. <laughs> Give him a little, get a little, you know, little nudge of the, you know, little, little. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then take off. You think you're faster nod. than Bronco? Oh, I can I can go faster than Bronco. Oh yeah, Bronco Bronco's like a safe dude, man. He, he, I can't imagine him going over the speed limit. Kevin, yeah, you're the last thing you are is about safety. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the last thing you want. All right. So you remember when Ziggy got drafted? What was he wearing? Those disposable 3D glasses, right? Well, they they weren't disposable. I mean, those are the glasses that well, come with your 3D TV, right? Yeah, that's right. And he would wear them around uh, campus. Apparently, he was known for those. Um, he apparently acquired those glasses when he went to see Thor uh, as part of the you know of his identity. That's that's when he when he got the glasses. You know, I know a lot of people have been complimenting you on your haircut, Kev. A lot of people say <laughs> I look like Thor. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Uh, so, anyways, uh, you know, he was dare. You know, he took a dare from his uh, friends or whatever. He wore the glasses. Well, now look what happens. He got a letter from IMAX executive vice president Brian Bonick, which reads, "We at IMAX." Couldn't help but notice your keen sense of style at the NFL draft this year. You made quite a fashion statement with your pair of 3D glasses. As a member of the Detroit Lions, you share our love for the color blue, and we would like to add an IMAX silver lining for you. We would love to celebrate your first year in the NFL with the opportunity to see all IMAX 3D movies on us for the next year. Wow. Ziggy's getting free IMAX movies. Wow. <laughs> you believe that? Well, three keep that free IMAX movies. For three hours at a time. Yeah, for 3D glasses that he was, yeah, official letter and the whole deal. Well, I don't know if Ziggy's fashion trend is going to catch on, but it really doesn't matter at this point. We're talking about it. We're aware of it. Ziggy has become a trendsetter. There was all this talk about whether or not he would transition into professional life. He's already setting trends. Yeah, man. Graham, you're extremely hip and popular. Have oh, you ever no. set a trend? Never in my life. Never. No. Never trending anything, yeah. And Ziggy just, shows up just a couple years removed from yep. Ghana, and he's setting trends. Again, all judgments aside of the trend, it doesn't matter. Ziggy changed 
the way we talk about fashion. And he made 3D, ga- 3D glasses without their lenses a, a possibility. Yeah. He and- brought them to the forefront of American culture. And now he gets free IMAX movies for an entire year. It's Look good. He's go. got to have to. He's got to spend a lot of time in that movie theater. Yeah. You don't want him uh, hanging around the local too? scene. Is he going to get free popcorn as well? I would have to think I would have to come with it, right? I mean, if you're going to get free movies, you got to have the free popcorn and the soda. Do you think you'd bring the... that up, Kevin? If you got free movies, do you think you would say, "Can I get free popcorn and soda"? Yeah, if I was if I was an NFL athlete, you know what? Actually, NFL athletes, even though they make, a, I'm sorry, athletes in general, even though they make a ton of cash, notoriously they're cheap. They expect everything free. So I'm guessing Ziggy wants his free popcorn when he walks into movie theaters as well. He's Ziggy. I mean, he's Ziggy. But do you think again, you'd have the gall to say <laughs> after you handed this, you were, you were handed this great award, free movies? Do you think you would then ask for free? Oh yeah, I would. Soda I would. I would. Popcorn? No, I would just ask. Does this include the popcorn and soda? I would just ask and see what they would say, and then I'm guessing they would say, "Yeah, it does," because they're not going to tell you no because you're famous. What if it didn't? What if they said no? Well, then I would just take those 3D glasses and I would throw them down. I'd step I on them and punch them, and I'd walk out. <laughs> I don't know. I'd take the free movies. How Even though I'm making you. millions of dollars already and I don't really need the few free movies, I would take the free movies. I would, uh, I'd let my buddies go and enjoy, enjoy the free movies. You think Ziggy's going to spend a lot of time in the movie theaters? And- I don't know. I mean, he's, he's single. He's young. He's going to be in Detroit. Weather's crappy over there. I could see where he'd want to spend some time. Yeah, he'd want to go see Thor 2. It's coming out soon. If he gets his free popcorn, too. What's that? Do <laughs> you get free popcorn? Or if something? he gets his free popcorn. <laughs> exactly. And his free, I don't know, do you get candy with that? Milk duds or whatever he prefers as well. I'm not a candy guy at the movie theater. I just Cheese like my popcorn. and rice. How much money do you spend at the movie theater? <laughs> I just know I go popcorn and, and usually soda if I don't sneak my own bottle of water in. Because I've given up soda now, so I do have to go water mostly. So, yeah. What about you? Do you go popcorn when you go to the movies? you got to go I, popcorn. I don't really. You no, don't go I've, popcorn? No, I I sneak food in all the time. I, I one <laughs> time like snuck sandwiches. two beers and a tuna sandwich in. <laughs> That's I, 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 It's a great combination, by well, the way. I, I eat a lot of tuna, and uh, just because I don't, well, I don't know why it's cheap. And I and I didn't have anything that day, and I was hungry. We were going to the movies, and I didn't, Red had these like little mini cookie things I didn't really like, and so I was like, oh, I got to make a sandwich. We were at a P and J, so I made a tuna fish sandwich. Not thinking of it. So of course I'm cracking beers open because I'm a, a U.S. citizen who don't give a what. Yeah. Some guy turns around and is like. That's a pretty stinky sandwich or something like that. Oh, that's a tuna sandwich you brought in. It's going to be over in three seconds. I eat really quick. Just get over But you know what, though? They sell other food in there that smells, too. So, I mean, that's it's a whole interact. I mean, if you go some movie theaters, they'll have, like, the... Oh, I don't know. Like some of the megaplexes I've gone to way many years ago. I just don't like ago. paying eight bucks for popcorn. I don't. Know. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need eight dollars worth of popcorn. Yeah, but you usually get a free refill if you buy the big, big bucket of popcorn. Oh, you, get a, you need to get a free refill so you can even eat more popcorn. Oh, <laughs> oh but it's okay to bring a smelly, smelly tuna fish sandwich and a couple beers into a movie theater. I don't know, but I, I gotta be <laughs> eating a whole thing of popcorn <laughs> makes me want to vomit. But it's okay to eat a smelly tuna sandwich and chug it down with a beer. See, well, beer and tuna doesn't seem to mix with me at all. I, I'm beer not... and tuna actually mixed a lot better back <laughs> in college, but yeah. you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't do that now. I'm not a, I'm not a beer drinker anymore. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'm a much lighter drinker now. Coming up next on Gunther Graham, what well, your responsible parent? Uh, we have trending now top five at five here on the all new thirteen twenty K fan. What are we going to be talking about? I'm in a the T-bone steak in the movie theater. I ain't going to pay no eight bucks. Trending now top five at five. Hey, the Derby's tomorrow. Oh yeah, we'll give you a full preview. Titles. There's some titles on the line this weekend. We'll tell you about that. Clinched. Three NBA topics, actually, in a row. Clinch, the clinching of a series from last night. 
history as Boston tries to even up with the Knicks. And we'll talk about uh, the Western Conference final games going on this weekend as well. It's all coming up. Trending now. Top 5 at 5. It's Gunther and Graham. Happy Friday here on the all-new 1320 KFM.